Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, robot, wait, what is it? Dinosaur robot layoffs. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> how did I mess that up? It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Dino layoffs. Dino layoffs, yeah. Bunch of dinosaur, robot dinosaurs waiting in line for food stamps or whatever they're called these days. For robot soup. Like an oil change or hydraulic fluid or <laughs> what would you do? Uh, so, dear listener, we're referring to an article on CNET about a hotel in Japan firing half Wait. its robot staff for being bad it's- at their jobs. And, yeah. and the, I love the very, the very first line is just so, it's like so pandering to the, um, the sort of Philistine crowd, the anti-progress crowd. Mm-hmm. Humans worried about the robot revolution threatening their jobs can finally relax. <laughs> Japan's Hena Na Hotel prided itself on its all robot staff, but it turns out they weren't up to the job. And they, uh, you know, go on to explain in the pic, the, but the picture is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, their front desk ro- clerk robot is a dinosaur. Yeah. Like it's Jurassic a T-Rex. Park. T-Rex and a little hat. Looks like a raptor. Oh, it might be a raptor. Anyway, it's, it's got this cute little bellhop hat on and it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. It's like full Disney animatronic, the body, the head, arms all mm-hmm. move up and down. Um, and it, you know, the, the, the mouth moves along with it some voice coming out of somewhere but it's you know it's like it's like old school animatronics old school i don't know how up to date or modern it is but it it looks like something that would have been in the haunted house at the amusement park i worked at when i was 15 right it's pretty bad it's like i don't think the problem here is the robots i think the problem here is the implementation exactly so it's just so funny for this, you know, you can imagine people who are super anti-progress or whatever being like, see, ha ha. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, <laughs> robots are they, had they had Roomba-like robots going around cleaning that were always getting caught in things. Yeah, and they yeah. had um, she, who must, she Who Must Not Be Named type always listening robots in rooms that were mishearing things all the time and waking people up in the middle of the night because it thought snoring was something worth responding to i'm sorry i didn't get that yeah could you please repeat that (laughs) and then it goes on for eight hours of this (laughs) i had the weirdest dream yeah i dreamed that a robot was trying to help me with something while i was yeah so yeah Yeah, in in completely unrelated news i saw a a news article earlier maybe it's been an average i think it was an advertisement it was a cpap mask that looked like a face hugger Uh. from aliens (laughs) that's so awesome i could that's such a great idea but come on you can't you can't own that you can't you cannot have that next to your bed and like (laughs) like this is this is the thing i rely on to not die at night (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is like that sounds so good on paper, but come on, you don't want to pull that yeah. out of the box and have it on your nightstand. Yeah, not not to make fun of anyone who needs a CPAP. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Richard used one for a couple of years, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So 
Yeah, I mean, if you there's a video of uh, just a, a regular non-professional video of some guy sort of walking through the hotel, experiencing the different things, mm-hmm. and right off the bat, um, the robot, the robot, the implementation is bad at every level. Yeah, because the uh, which is what I would blame for like it not working. You know, the 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 reason the robots were laid off, interest and only half, not all of them. No, not all of them. No, because they're going to, they're, some of them do work and they're going to figure out how to make the other ones work and they're going to put them back. Mm -hmm. But it does look like a normal hotel. To me, to me, it looks like a sort of bog standard European hotel. It's in Japan. They've dropped these robots into. Yeah. They just plopped them in. Like, they're, they're totally out of place. I mean, where wouldn't a dinosaur be out of place other than perhaps a natural history museum, but. Right. But. It's just like so. It just looks like a normal hotel, and just like somebody plopped a garbage can with a face and hands in the middle, <laughs> right, like, of, in the middle of the floor. Like if you're going to have an all robot hotel, you should design the hotel around that concept. Right, right. It's very bolted on. And then on top of it, the the robots themselves are, you know, you, you're not going to confuse them with like the uh, ex machina robot. No. You know, it's like. It's like, okay. Uh, and, and we know, what was the thing we were, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the IVR version of, of um, voice computing where like mm-hmm. it, the difference between call, you know, uh, interactive voice response system for like AT&T, which is designed to get you to hang up. It must be, <laughs> I mean, it's Ver- designed versus, to get you off the phone. Yeah. Versus talking to a Google home or a, yeah, she who echo echo device. Yeah, so, yeah. It's just like night and day, and it's kind of like and and the analogy that I always used to talk about was the difference between like an ATM touchscreen or or a gas pump touchscreen compared to the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like they stunk, and people would be like, "Touchscreens are stink. They don't work. Give me a button yeah. any day." And then the iPhone comes out, and it's like, "Oh well, when it works, it's pretty great." <laughs> right you know and it's like it's, it feels like this is one of those cases where it's like these are they uh, jumped the gun on this they jumped the gun right you know and so if somebody had someone someone had a bold idea and somehow mm-hmm. managed to get it approved so i applaud that because this is bold yeah it is and i do think the technology exists now to potentially do it well but like i said you have to design for that from the ground up i think yeah i feel like just plopping them into the same old environment just really it just makes it it's so jarring. Mm-hmm. It's total double take. And the, and one of the things that's one of the things about getting over that, getting over that hump of like, this is awful to like, this is magic has a lot to do with, um, just straight up response time. You know, it's the same with the iPhone. If you, if you mm-hmm. built an app or like a web page for a phone and the touch response was even 300 milliseconds. I just started to say that 300 millisecond delay. Yeah. That 300 millisecond delay was brutal. You're like, did I tap mm-hmm. it? Oh, now I tapped it twice. Okay, great. Yeah. Now I bought two face hugger CPAP masks. I only meant to buy one. <laughs> and it's the, I mean, it's like, this seems like such a tiny little thing to an engineer, you know, to like a, a, well, it totally works. It's like, yeah, but it needs to be like a hundred milliseconds faster. What? What? Yeah. And that was the, that was the feeling with uh, any of the video where the guy is like going up to the front desk to check into a dinosaur Mm -hmm. with a bellhop hat on. 
Yeah, it's like the dinosaur was a good metaphor because it felt slow. It right. felt clunky and awkward. You're just rolling your eyes like, oh, okay, this is cute for about 10 seconds. This was cute yeah. not even for 10 seconds. It was cute while I walked up, and then as soon as I had to interact with it, it's like, I just came off a 13-hour flight, and I want right. to go to bed. You know, and this dinosaur is like moving around unnecessarily and like slowly talking me through this menu that I have to like drill down eight levels in into two to languages. Get a room. Yeah, it's like oh, like every every month I pay my mortgage over the phone. Yeah, Richard does too. And for <laughs> thirteen years, mm-hmm. I've done the exact same thing every time. Yes. Same I'm wondering thing, if it's the account. same thing he ends up doing. <laughs> Every Which single time. Which is standing time. there yelling his name into the phone. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, it, it, it will respond just to keys, so I don't have to. Okay. It takes me... I mean, it's embarrassing to say this out loud, because I should. there are like three other ways I could pay it that I could automate and never, do it, never have to do this again. I just in the habit of, mm-hmm. of... I mean, the phone call should take 15 seconds, but it takes five minutes. And it's only... I mean, even if I'm being charitable, if it took me a minute, let's say it should take me a minute, they Mm -hmm. give me four minutes of options, A, that are totally irrelevant to calling into a payment system. Yes. And they they don't remember a thing about me, even though I obviously have to identify myself as the very first thing. The very first thing you do is provide, like, identification number. So they know who you are. Like, enter your loan number. Right. They've got all of the, all of the pet. It could just be like, do you want to, you want to do the same thing as last time again? Yes. You're that done. That should be it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like Richard calls in and it's the same thing. It's like, enter your loan number. It's like, okay. Did you know you can go to our website? Yeah. And yeah blah, exactly. Blah, blah. It's like, okay. Skip all that. To do something you don't care about, press one. To do something else you don't care about, press three. And then eventually to make a payment, press 400. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, okay. You enter your checking account number from such and such account on such and such date. There will be a service fee of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want, it's like uh, every single time. <laughs> no, I, I called the payment system because I don't want to make a payment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to pay the service fee for making a phone payment. And I get that, I get that they need to do that the first time or whatever, the second time, or maybe there's some government regulation where they do have to do it every time. But you know what you don't have to do every time is read me my account balance on every menu. Mm-hmm. I or, definitely, advertise, or advertise your website. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's almost like, they're, like I said, I think they're designed to get people off the phone and go to the yeah, website. I think so. Like, are you frustrated? With, if you're frustrated with this experience, press one. One! <laughs> and then you press one and it's like... Would you like us to send you SMS a link to our website so you can do this there? And then, you know, if you did that, like the, the reason I started right. on, on calling them on the phone, although I probably haven't checked it in 10 years, uh, was that the website was unusable completely, right. even on a desktop. But, yeah, same here. Yeah. So it's like, ugh, do you want my money or not? <laughs> <laughs> but the point, the point is like the, the teeniest little um, interaction delay or communication latency is especially in a situation like a hotel check-in you're mm-hmm. not there to be entertained i mean okay maybe if you go to disney and you're going to be there for a week and your kids and all that right but if you're a business traveler and you get into a lobby and you're greeted by a dinosaur wearing a hat that can't it's like respond to your questions and you just have to sit there and wait for it to do its little dance oh, i'd be so angry i'd just turn around and walk out i'd yeah, be I like too. get me out of here yeah 
Like, I would expect for a robot hotel, there shouldn't even be a check-in process. I should be able to do it on an app on my phone before I get there. Or at most, I should be able to walk in with my phone and scan a QR code on the way through the door. Yeah, you should be like you should be pulling up in front of the hotel and your phone beeps and it's like you're in room 125. Here's a mm-hmm. map. And, you know, you just go like there, there's no, you know. Yeah. I, I've designed systems like this for like prototype systems like this for hotels in the past. It's like you don't you don't need robots or anything. But I mean, there they from the pictures, there were no staff, though, like. Yeah, I don't think there were. It was it was entirely automated. Yeah, it's basically a kiosk check-in with a with a animatronic sitting mm-hmm. there too. So, now I will say Yeah, it's like that's what I was that's what one thing I noticed when I was looking at it. It's like you could have you could have completely skipped the robot dino because it's just a kiosk. Right, but it gets a lot of press. <laughs> I mean, we're talking mm-hmm. about it. So, from a marketing standpoint, I sort of get it cuz it raises awareness, but it's just a terrible experience. Like you it needs to be good. Yeah. Uh, but I did have, there, now there was a, where was this? I think when I used to fly a lot, I was probably, this was probably going back to like, t- maybe, maybe as recently as 2015. It might've been even earlier than that, but in the airport, which mm-hmm. is one of those places, one of the very few places in existence where you still have to wait in line for stuff. The, they had this, they had a kind of hybrid version here and it was like, you're already stuck in this long snaking line. So instead of having a, um, a sign that said something like, you know, please don't use your cell phones while you're going through customs or uh, make sure you have your passport ready, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, here's how to fill out your, um, your declaration forms and all that. They had a, they had a glass cutout shaped like, you know, like a five foot eight human. And, and it was in this Enclo- not an enclosure, but it was in sort of a frame that somehow they were projecting a, you know, just like a video. They were projecting a video into the glass, but it was just dumb glass. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like an LCD screen and you could see through it. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. And it was this woman and it was like the, the projection screen was the glass screen was shaped like her silhouette. So it projected exactly onto the shape. So it wasn't like a big rectangle. That's, that's kind of neat. It was kind of neat. And it was, um, it was, um, it was kind of arresting. So you, you would like, it would, you're not supposed to be on your phone too. So you're like, like, what do I look at? (laughs) And so this lady was on a loop and she would just, you know, you know, like typical super nice smiley Mm -hmm. face type of, uh, airport thing. And she would just sort of tell you these instructions and it felt so much more, humane than than like watching a even a tv monitor of the same exact loop uh it was something about it felt like her eyes were like at eye level you know it felt like a yeah i don't know it obviously it was nowhere near being you're nowhere near being tricked into thinking something was going on there but it was curious enough that you know people would take they weren't supposed to be taking pictures but in fact <laughs> i got yelled at for taking a picture of it um but it was a curious and I thought it was really cool. I've never seen them anywhere else, but it seems like a reasonably low, reasonably low tech um, yeah. signage, like very effective signage. Was that at Logan? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so. I think it was, it could have been the international terminal at Logan. It could have been. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been in Logan several times, but, and, and will be again shortly, but uh, no, never the international terminal. So. 
Yeah, it's when you're, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it's when you're coming through customs. Mm. But um, it was pretty cool. And the reason I brought it up is because it's, it's. Uh, they could have done something like that instead of dancing. Yeah, dino. yeah. It's, and it's, and yeah, it wouldn't have gotten as much. I mean, it would have made a really cool picture, actually, because it's, mm-hmm. it's striking looking. Uh, but it looks futuristic. It looks high tech. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not so much, but it looks like it is. Yep. And, I, you know, I'm sure it's not cheap, but it wasn't like a giant touchscreen or something like that. Right. It was just a piece of glass with like some sort of very clever projection mechanism built around the edge or in the base, perhaps. I don't know. But, you know, it was sort of like a very clever way to uh, address a particular situation that I thought was really cool. But not interactive or anything like that. So yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was so funny the way that this uh, this um, this the tone of this article was like, whew, we could finally Ooh, stop worrying about robots. Jobs. As if, as if, first of all, as if like robots equals this kind of humanoid or dinosaur right. manifestation of like a. I think, but I suppose there there's I suppose there's a group of people who think that's what that means when they say robots are going to take our job, mm-hmm. that they're going to put a robot driver inside of a car, an Uber car to deliver pizza. Yeah. And people are no, like, that'll never work. It's just going to be the car. It's yeah. just going to be the car. Yeah. And the car's going to be the size of like a, like a the pizza. Yeah. A tailgating, <laughs> a tailgating like cooler. Yeah. Zipping around. Yeah. It'll just be like igloo coolers up and down the road. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I re- that really stuck out for me about this video, and I think this is true of a lot of the, I think this is true of a number of, of emerging tech that's like, oh, that sounds like such a great idea, until you hear it. And there, there are a couple of situations where, um, in the in the video, where the, the dinosaur, you know, he's supposed to be talking and stuff, but he's clanking around, like as it's moving, mm-hmm. it's making all these clunky noise that, are, that really break the... The, there's nowhere near an illusion happening here. It's like yeah. completely breaks the illusion and is tedious and sort of an uncomfortable type of sound. And there were other places where, you know, they were just, they were just like sort of automated vending machines that cooked food on demand. It's not really a robot, but mm-hmm. the, the noise in the whole lobby was really like, you sound like fans everywhere, like, like computer type fans everywhere. Yeah. Really, real lot of white noise. Uh, cause it, when it would cut to like inside of his room, it was like a normal dead quiet scenario. So then he would go back to the lobby. It was like, man, that is annoying. So, you know, it's, so you get the same thing with like drones are surprisingly loud. Oh, they are. They're really loud. Oh, and it's the, it's the worst kind of like scary insect noise. Yeah. That, that pitch that they have. Yeah. It's like a, a it's, swarm it's of giant wasps. Yeah. And same thing with the, the flying cars stuff like the you know they're just basically big drones but Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's like no one's gonna want to listen to that all day yeah and maybe that's too bad i mean no one wants to look at wires but we've got tons of them everywhere along every street but uh, so who knows maybe that'll just be too bad for you buy some earplugs but uh i don't know though I, i doubt it i don't think and especially when you look by comparison how quiet electric cars are I think people are going to prefer that for many reasons, noise being one of them. Um, the lack of potential to completely fall out of the sky and die being another. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but weren't mm-hmm. weren't you just talking about the other day about um, 
uh, first person view cameras inside of RC cars. Yeah. Is that, have you tried, is that a thing that you've tried? I haven't, I haven't tried it. No. Um, Nate was talking about it and he says he's done it on some, some drones and he was talking about getting a kit for a, an, an RC truck that he just got. And I, I'd, I'd thought about it a couple of times for mine. Hmm. Um, because I have, I've wrecked it so much because I have no depth perception. Yeah. You can't tell how close it is to the Jersey barrier. Con- concrete wall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, rebuilding is half the fun. So, well, I, I watched a. I, I I've never tried either of those. That sort of dog's eye view of the car sounds really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But the I have watched a couple of videos where um, a bunch of drone racers are in this sort of FPV headsets and they record their view mm-hmm. of a race and the air quotes track is an abandoned parking garage or an empty parking garage or, or no, it's no, no, no. It's an abandoned apartment building with all the windows smashed out. Okay. You know, sort of post-apocalyptic looking, uh, maybe Eastern block, you know, like one of those parkour buildings that, that like teenage boys jump around in. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm telling you, it was like a pure adrenaline rush to kind of be sitting inside the, uh, the drone this little thing and they're, they're high speed, like racer drones and just like a helmet cam almost experience. Now go go back and watch it with your Oculus go. I'd probably throw up. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great idea though. I am going to do that. It'd be worth throwing up. It was like, (laughs) it would be, it was breathtaking and the and they had all music to it and stuff. And it was like, man, so cool doing like, it's really, really cool. Uh, Sort of unrelated to the, what we're talking about, but, you know, it, oh man, that is some cool stuff right there. So what, the reason I thought of it actually was like, well, what if, you know, um, the robot stuff, it was like, well, what if you could just project, you know, like inhabit a drone at the destination that you could control like FPV, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then you wouldn't need a hotel at all. <laughs> you could just stay at home, but they're too loud. It needs to be a quieter, like, like, um, flight you don't need you know i'm saying right like what if you checked into the hotel and they gave you a pair of ar glasses to put on and then you just saw the staff wherever they needed to be right yeah right (laughs) i mean ar glasses kind of solves this in a in a really um in a sense in a cost-effective way but like you don't have to actually like actually putting stuff in the real world how 2000 and whatever year we are in 2019 put an actual like just put on the glasses on you know Mm -hmm. microsoft hololens or whatever and yeah you just walk into a blank room and and you you see all of this stuff i mean but it's pretty pretty quick when you go down that path it's like well why go anywhere why not just (laughs) sit in your recliner spend like four grand on the best chair on earth (laughs) lay in that thing all day and put this thing on your face and just and just be able to jump from drone to drone like to have a destination drones like destination drones like like you know line uh, whatever they call bird scooters yeah just like rent some time on the drone at the destination you want to explore yeah and just fly it around that would that's actually really i've never (laughs) heard that is that an idea that's an idea somebody must Um, be doing this (laughs) that would be great after the week i've had I don't know, that $4,000 chair sounds really nice. <laughs> How cool would that be? If there, was like a, if there was like a rack of drones in the Grand Canyon or something, and you just you like just, project yourself in, you just rent one from home, mm-hmm. 
you know, the latency would have to be like very, like very low. You have to be yeah, good. Yeah, you have to do something about the lag. Right. Or maybe it could even just have like a pre-programmed route that it's going to take. And well, you just see pick now, from a see few. now it's a video. Now you could just have a video. Yeah, that's true. But if you can drive it, uh, or perhaps you could create an interactive video of the thing. But it, the idea of controlling a drone halfway across the country to explore the Grand Canyon, that is exciting. I would so I the, do that. I wonder what the lag would be like. Yeah, that's the problem. And them crashing. I mean, there would be a million implementation problems, but yeah. but hey, that's engineering's problem, not mine. I just come up with the ideas. <laughs> just the idea, man. <laughs> yeah. How cool would that be? Like, like, hey, what do you guys want to do tonight? Oh, let's go see the Redwoods. Of course, like yeah. any environmentalists I mean, are listening to this and be like, mm, I don't want drones flying around when I'm actually there. Fine, put them on the moon. Dude, that is a great idea. Solar charged. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I yeah, I mean, crawl. basically, we're... They could just crawl around on the moon. We're re- reinventing the Mars rover, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for the average yeah. person. Um, what's Project on- Onsite, that NASA program? Oh, I don't... Where they, where they have the, the AR Mars environment with images from the rovers, and they can see the rover in the space and control the rover and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, this thing exists. It's mm. just property of NASA. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my friend to, to sneak it out to me. What? My friend at NASA. <laughs> I'll have to ask her to sneak it. Like, can you just like send that hardware over here? <laughs> yeah, give me a. Can, can I get? I've got you. Got a million headsets over there. Couldn't you just like get a feed? Give me a URL. Like, can you yeah. give me like a password and a URL, and I'll just like. Yeah. Oh man, that would be so cool! I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> it's so weird too well, this because. Took a turn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like all of a sudden. The point being, like. It just feels like the, the concept of a hotel will just have, by the time they like figure this out, it'd be like, well, why, why go there? We can just yeah. explore it. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could do an autonomous hotel now if they needed, if they really wanted to. But it's like I said, I think you have to design for it from the start. I don't think you can take a pre-existing building that's made for humans to up, uh, maintain. Retrofit. Yeah. There's, I've, I've talked to hoteliers about this. And there, there are big problems with it because just, just silly, silly, silly human problems Yeah. about, um, like a lot of, a lot of hotel chains are a mix of, of, um, franchise and like owner operator and, um, uh, the central thing. So they, so they, and, and a lot of times what'll happen is like, say, say there's like a, like a Howard Johnson's at the corner of downtown Providence, there's a Howard Johnson's and then, and there whatever the Hyatt and then uh, Sheridan buys it and they just change the signs mm-hmm. and they've still got all the old legacy systems and door locks and, and card scripts, uh, printers and all of that stuff still from the other company's system. So they have really bad integration problems and there's, there's so many challenges to it. Yeah, but, that actually happened. That actually happened to me last year. When we went to, to Gen Con. The hotel we were in was in the process of being taken over by another hotel chain, hmm. and like our room had been booked to two people to two separate parties. <laughs> the the others who coincidentally happened to like check in right in front of us in line, huh. and it's like it's like it was indie in the middle of Gen Con. Every single hotel in the city was sold out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? Um, they're gonna have to sleep with these random strangers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
they managed to get it sorted out. But yeah, it was it was hairy there for a while. <laughs> wow. Just because the bookings, just because of the conflicts in the booking, different booking systems. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy because of really annoying real world situations. But I, there are these. I'll bet you. This is. I'm probably making this up, but I'm pretty sure there there are these. Um, call them autonomous pods in airports. I'm trying to think of where I saw it. I think it's in Gatwick. And you you basically, you know, in airports they have these lockers where you can put your luggage. While, if you've got like a long layover, you can put your luggage there and like leave the airport and go around and see the area and then come back because you got like yeah. a 10-hour layover. Yeah, or, or at least not have to look at it and keep an eye on and track it for 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. Well, so now blow that up to like a hundred square feet and you can do that for your body. <laughs> Just like scan, like, scan open the door. And like a capsule hotel in the airport. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it's like, um, uh, I don't want to say nice cause they're so small. You almost can't say it's nice, but there's like facilities. There's I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's like a, a little bit of running water. I'm not sure if there's a toilet, but, um, but there's like a, a way to freshen up. I recall and just enough space to move. Like it's like the size of a handicap stall, Yeah, you know, with like a bunk. So you could go in there and just like get two hours of sleep and pop out of there and, you know, not have to leave the, the airport or, or sleep in a, you know, chair yeah. somewhere. I, I could definitely see myself using something like that if I had a long layover somewhere. Right. And it, it gets, you get to thinking like, well, why not just stay there? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So it, it's, um, it's yeah you can see it you can see it happening but to to like pull it back to the topic it's like uh a poor implementation and a really clickbaity article about um you know oh we're safe we're your jobs are safe people good news good news your jobs are safe you're this clickbaity article your jobs are safe from the equally clickbaity dinosaur in a little hat (laughs) yeah the article was probably written by a robot anyway (laughs) <laughs> it was, from, you know what I mean? The whole thing. Yeah. The robot was like, oh, you know what? They're going to love those humans. They're going to love this. They're going to love this. Let's the throw humans them, are going to love it. <laughs> throw them off the scent. <laughs> it's like it's probably like an entire division of robots that are they're doing that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Have we beaten them up enough, do you think? Um, uh, Possibly. I think so, yeah. All right. All right, folks. That's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next time for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye.